Hello everyone and welcome to season 3 episode 12 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host Oscar and here on the Potter Discussion we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little easter eggs you might have missed and you probably did. In today's episode, we shall be discussing something that has been on my mind, and maybe yours too, for a very long time. The Horcrux inside Harry survived, and specifically through the Basilisk Fang impaling Harry in the arm. We know that Basilisk Venom is the number one way to destroy a Horcrux permanently. And when Harry was stabbed with a basilisk fang and venom was injected into his body, the Horcrux survived. Some magical how. (laughs) Some magical how. I'm very excited for this one. And it shall be fun to record. And we will go right now. So, when Harry was pierced with a basilisk fang, every single Harry Potter fan was on the edge of their seats. He killed the Basilisk, destroyed a Horcrux, and conveniently created a Horcrux-destroying weapon in the form of the Sword of Gryffindor. He was slumped against the wall, with his life flashing before his eyes. Then Fox came to save the day. He cries on Harry's wounds, and boom! Harry is back on his feet and fighting the forces of evil once again. But how did that even happen? The Horcrux inside of Harry somehow survived. Well, you may be thinking, of course, the Horcrux survived. Harry didn't die. But we saw every other Horcrux was immediately destroyed on contact with a Horcrux-destroying substance. I want to bring some uh, special attention to Hufflepuff's cup. It, too, was destroyed by Basilisk Venom in the Chamber of Secrets. This is virtually the same situation, but for some strange reason, there was an extremely different outcome. How did one Horcrux get destroyed and permanently removed from Voldemort's collection of Horcruxes, and one stay in perfect condition to stay intact for years? Let's take a closer look. It could be the case that the cure for Basilisk Venom, Phoenix Tears, came just in time. Maybe all the other Horcruxes were still alive, but just left where the fatal blow was delivered for the Venom to spread. The object, of course, would not to be receiving a cure, because I don't think if a person destroyed a Horcrux, they would just want to make it better right afterwards. This could even just be put down to luck. Maybe Harry just got a lucky break and survived. The little bit of Voldemort might have done the same. We have seen examples of very extreme luck over the course of the Harry Potter books. Something this big would have to happen at some point in time. However, as much as I want to believe one of these two things might be the truth, I don't think they are. There is only one reason for that. There is a passage in the seventh book that Hermione says. That puts everything into a very clear perspective. She says that if a person were to get run through with a sword, their soul would be fine. If the container is damaged, 
that would be no problem for the soul inside. Only if the host dies is when the horcrux is destroyed. And I got some news for you. Harry doesn't. And just like that, another awesome theory down the drain, and we can discuss it right now. I personally think that this theory definitely could be the truth. Because, I mean, how many human horcruxes besides Harry have you ever even heard of? The whole idea is that you could hide it away so no one would ever find it, and therefore making you virtually immortal. With Harry, of course, it is an extremely different situation. As a human, he can walk around, you can do all these different things, and ooh, ooh, idea into my head right now. It could be that because horcruxes are so hard to like destroy, like um, non-magical fire and spells and everything doesn't work. So it could be that because Harry was a horcrux, he had a much better chance of survival. All horcruxes just do naturally survive longer. So if Harry had the horcrux inside of him, that could have played a part of why he managed to stay alive for so long. Of course, with the cure for the one venom that was so hard to, right next to him. But uh, yeah, I definitely think because a bit of Voldemort's soul is inside of him, he could survive longer. And I think one of the biggest parts, one of the biggest factors that Harry managed to stay alive was actually Tom Riddle himself, the memory inside of the diary. If he had just went like gone on with it, done it, got it done, and did whatever he wanted to, none of that would have ever happened. Fox could have given Harry a full dose and everyone would have gone on with their life. But if he had just got Fox away for a millisecond, a millisecond before he did, I think Harry would not have made it. The Horcrux would have been destroyed and actually I don't know what would have happened to Tom Riddle. I don't know what happens to the Horcruxes when one Horcrux is destroyed. Maybe they all do that, like, weird thing that Voldemort, like, we, we saw Voldemort explode and the blue light came out of him. Maybe that happens to all of them. I suppose that's another reason to hide them away, because if a Horcrux is destroyed, one of the sets, then they will be revealed, the other ones that have been made. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, then, that's a theory for another day. <laughs> Another thing I want to mention is the perfect timing of Fox the Phoenix coming to Harry's rescue. And that's also another thing that I thought was rather odd. Fox could fight the Basilisk perfectly fine. That was like the epic shadow duel that Harry saw. Fox was pecking out the Basilisk's eyes, and that gotta hurt. I feel very bad for it, but I wonder how Fox could look at the basilisk. I mean, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he's closing his eyes and scratching, scratching, scratching. But I, I think, I personally think that Fox actually was looking at the basilisk because of his phoenix nature. He could survive the worst of it. Obviously, because phoenix don't exactly die. They just are reborn from the ashes. So Fox could look at the basilisk and still survive. 
So that was perfect timing number one. And perfect timing number two is when he got to Harry when he was uh, on the wall and the best explaining he dramatically like ripped it out of his arm and put it next to him. That, I still am blown away by. It just felt too lucky. Fox was there and like the one, like the one, like the half of the Phoenix population in captivity was just there. Well, I shouldn't say captivity, but in domestication. I think by, uh, owned by Dumbledore and by the New Zealand Quidditch team. Of course, there are a ton of them out there, but yeah, but it's weird that it was so perfect. And one of the things that I was thinking about making this theory is maybe it just wasn't Fox thinking, ooh, like, I know Harry's in trouble somehow. I'm gonna go go to Harry and solve his trouble. <laughs> Yay, everyone's happy. Now let's go fight evil together. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Dumbledore was actually the one who sent Fox because... It was really weird when Hermione said that, oh, actually, I think it was Ron, when, well, actually, when, yeah, when Ron said that Dumbledore just knows about everything that goes around the castle, that's how he could make it to Harry in the first book when Quirrell was, Quirrell and Voldemort were getting him, and I think that's also how Dumbledore knew that Harry was in trouble in the Chamber of Secrets. Somehow, Dumbledore's old brain can sense when someone is in trouble, which is something to think about. One a final thing before we wrap this up, I just want to touch base on uh, something else that I said in the meat of this theory, that it could be possible that the actual Horcrux, like the containers, were injected with the Horcrux-destroying substance and then just left there. They weren't immediately destroyed, but they just really never really found a cure because the person destroying them of course if they want to destroy them wouldn't want to make it cured right afterwards and i just want to explain to you why i actually don't think that's the case i think that because it isn't it's been made clear that it isn't like the container itself that's like the horcrux it's actually the soul so when the container is damaged the soul's fine but because there was a basilisk fang stabbed into the, the actually not the locket, but the diary and the cup, probably some others, I don't know. I think that that's when they died. It only took mil, like milliseconds for them to actually die because the basilisk fang came in contact with the actual soul inside of the container. And that's why they were destroyed. Because Harry, it didn't actually go like, it didn't penetrate the container enough that he would be, that the soul inside would be damaged. I think he would have to be impaled by the, the, by the Gryffindor sword when it had the basilisk venom in it. Because, of course, Hermione said that um, Ron could be run through with a sword right there and his soul would be fine. But that's before the basilisk venom was inside the sword. So, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's basically it for this episode. I know, I think in the beginning I said it was episode 12. It's actually episode 11 of season 3. So I hope you enjoyed episode 11 of season 3 of the Potter Discussion. If you have any questions, comments, or theories that you want to hear on the podcast, you can definitely send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you want more of a one-on-one text format, you can DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at thepotterdiscussion. That is at the Potter's Discussion. 
If you want your review read on the podcast, how about you leave one? If it isn't five stars, please tell me what I am doing wrong. And if it is, tell me what I am doing right so I can continue bringing you this awesome content that you are hearing right now. And consider subscribing so you never miss another episode. But anyways, as always, use this information to your advantage, and I'll see you later.